actually not just Christmas at the moment, it's also Hanukkah and a feast that came about just before Jesus came in a war that God sustained his people through. In John 1, we've already read today these words, which says that in him was the light and the light was the light of men. And he's, he came to bring a light to a dark world. He came to be the light. Today, we're going to look at the seven I am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Jesus, as we've sung today, is the Almighty God who became flesh, who became man. And he had seven statements to tell us in the Gospel of John. And I wanted to read them out today. This isn't going to be a big preach. This is going to be more reflective, thinking about what Jesus said about himself. Seven, as we've sung today, the number of the rainbow, but it's a number of perfection in creation. Jesus came to bring perfection to creation. It's what he began, his redemption. And I want to read the, the seven I am statements in the Gospel of John to you today. They're going to come up on the screen. And I believe as you read through these with me today, that something's going to stand out to you. Maybe when we preach, when we stand up here and share, we're never just preaching a church or religion, we're preaching Jesus. You know, everything Jesus is saying is always way more powerful, influential, life-changing than anything I've got to say or you've got to say. And so I want to read his statements to you today, maybe some thoughts on each one of the seven. Jesus said this in John 8. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. He is the light. Without him, there is no light. If we were to turn all the lights off now and shut all the light off, you would just see just one candle, in this case, seven candles. Jesus is so much brighter than anything. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And while I'm with you, walk with the light so that you may become sons of light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Amen. He came not only just to be the light and then disappear again. He came to live within us. Hallelujah. By his spirit. And we thank you, Jesus, for your light. Light and life to all you bring. Jesus said in John 6, he said this to all, a hungry and thirsty world, aren't we just? Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Hallelujah. In this same chapter, he says, For I come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. 
Hallelujah. He is the bread of life. Listen, your soul is dying without Jesus. You, there's, there's nothing without him. That's just, that's just true. The Bible says we were dead in our sins. But when he came, he made us alive. He feeds us daily. That's what the Bible is. If you've, if you've not read the Bible so much this year, read it. But don't just read it. Come to him. We can do a tick box of, listen, I got through the year. You've got to come to him and feast on him spiritually in your own way and drink from him spiritually. What he has to offer is of eternal value to your soul. He's the bread of life. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John 10, 9, she said to them, I am the door. Some translations say, I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he or she will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I was sitting with someone at the hospital bed this week and I read this scripture to them. And I said, you're here because the devil's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life. Hallelujah. We have no life except through him. That is what the fall is. That is what the devil is doing. Jesus goes on in that same scripture to speak about all who came before me were liars and thieves. There's so many false religions and false messiahs and self-help and all of these things. And Jesus says, None of it is the entrance to heaven. None of it is the entrance to what I, what I am. I am the gate. If you come to me, you will go into green pasture, both in this life, spiritually, and into eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said in John 10, again, same chapter. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. He's the good shepherd. Amen. You know, sometimes it's funny when people come to a church and say, I really want to have a good pastor and a good community. And you know, we do our best. But do you know what you're really looking for when you come into to a church? You're looking for the good shepherd. Do you know what you're looking for when you're trying to find an amazing sense of community? You're looking for heaven. Abraham was looking for a, a city that wasn't on this earth. It's not of this world. We too have the same drive within us. We're always looking for something. And sometimes church and Christians disappoint us. And the reason why is because we have an expectation within our soul of meeting the shepherd. And we put that all on one or two people. You've got to come to him. He's the good shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. It's, it's unmistakable what Jesus is saying. That he is the good shepherd that David saw. He's the shepherd of our souls. And he also speaks about, there's others that are not in this fold yet, but I'll bring them in. And that's us, the non-Jews, the Gentiles. I'll bring them in too. 
And there's many others he wants to bring into his fold. He's, he's always thinking about the 99. He's often, always, always thinking about the one as well. And he goes after the one. He lays down his life. Some people said to me that Jesus is a victim. Jesus was killed. And of course, in some ways he was. But remember this. This is what he said straight after this. No one takes my life from me. There will be one flock or one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my Father. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. He's the Good Shepherd. So is the Father. So is Holy Spirit. Try you and God. I and the Father are one. No one can snatch them out of my hand. You know, Jesus came to this earth as a baby by choice. He went to the cross by choice. Yes, it may seem that it was set up that he would be killed, but he allowed all of that to happen. That's hard to get your head around. He actually orchestrated it in that way, so that he would die at the point he died, where he died, on the hill where Abraham was going to sacrifice his son, so close to that area anyway. Abraham was told, take your son, you want only son. And he stopped him at the last minute when he was about to kill Isaac. And there was a ram caught in the thickets. Remember the story? Stuck in a, in a thorn bush. What did Jesus have on his head? Crown of thorns. And Abraham said, in this place it will be provided. And Jesus, the only son, is laid down. But he laid it down. Amen. This is actually the point where Jesus, this is some of the last things he says to the Pharisees before they condemn him. Because he says in Deuteronomy 32, 39, see now that I, even I, am he. Something Jesus often said, I am he, right? And there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. What does Jesus say? I lay down my life and I take it up again. No one can snatch them out of my hand. And then he says, no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. And then he says, I and the Father are one. People say, well, why don't you just pray to God? Listen, we don't just belong to some idea of God that's in your head. We belong to Jesus Christ, the one, the God-man. Everyone has their own little idea of who God is. Jesus is the revealed word of the Father. He's the only one whom there is life. And he wants to bring you and everyone around you into his sheepfold. Amen? I'm the resurrection and the life, John 11. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me She'll never die. Do you believe this? 
In Jesus is the power to raise everyone who's ever died. We just, we just, you just kind of get glints over this sometimes, don't we? Just, okay, he'll raise everyone up. How many people have been alive? By the time Jesus comes again, you know, there's, there's over 7 billion people in the world right now. In the next few years, there'll be 10, and then there'll be 50. It'll just, we're just growing exponentially in the time that we're living in. Jesus, from the Father, within Jesus, is the power to raise everyone who's ever died to life again. People say, when you die, you just go to heaven. And in a sense, you do. But there's more to it. Because you will live in an eternity that's more real than this world. You won't be a ghost floating around on a cloud. Do you understand that? You will live in this body again. But it will be perfect. Every cell, every strand of DNA will be absolutely invincible and perfect. And will you live in a resurrection body with your memories from now in an eternity as a new heaven and a new earth? Heaven and earth as perfect as each other, just as it was in the beginning of the Garden of Eden. That's big, isn't it? And Jesus says, I am the resurrection, the life. You know, when Lazarus had died and they're all weeping, saying, oh, he's dead. And Jesus saying, I'm going to raise everyone from the dead one day. I can raise this one person up. That's big, isn't it? You know, this year, there'll be uh, people that are not at the dinner table for Christmas because they died this year or in previous years. And we can be overcome with sadness, overcome with sadness, just as they were around Lazarus. And it's okay to mourn and Jesus wept. Jesus wept and he mourned. But there's a higher place we can come to that's stronger than our grief, which is that we'll see them again. For those who now have died, Joyce, Tom, Nancy, many others, you will see them again. Hallelujah. We miss them now. We miss them now, but we will see them again. Hallelujah, because he is the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself. But where I am, you may also be. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Hallelujah. We don't just simply die when we're in Jesus. He comes and gets us. Hallelujah. What's the great hymn say? Till he returns or calls me home. When Jesus, when you die on the day that you die, Jesus will personally come and collect you. That's big. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other way. People say there can't be only way, one way. And I say, thank God there's a way. Because I would never make it. 
and neither would you. He made a way. Even the most sinful person on their deathbed can just, God will accept simply a sorry from them. And you think, how can you say that, Sam? The thief on the cross. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your Father's kingdom. Today, truly, I tell, tell you, you will be with me in paradise. What had he done to deserve heaven? Nothing. What Jesus had done on the cross right next to him paid it all. The blood of every, his blood can ransom anyone from any generation, from Adam and Eve to the very end. Hallelujah. How can one man be the ransom for all? Because he's worth and all those worthless people put together. And they're not worthless in his eyes. Because he puts the worth and the value. He decides the value. The maker decides the value. Do you understand that? Jesus is the maker of all things. And he himself is far more valuable than everything he's ever made. And he purchased it by his blood. Hallelujah. That's why he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one else has come and done that. All other religions is do, 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 and try and get to God. Jesus is done. He's paid for. There's nothing you can add to it. You can only receive it by faith. Amen? Amen. Religion always tells you, do this, do this, do this. And there's a place for rules. But remember, it's not about rules and religion. It's about Jesus redeeming you. There's no other way and there's nothing else out there. Amen? The last one of the seven. And really this is about our continued walk with God. John 15. Already you are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the true vine. We spoke on the fruit of the spirit this year. You know, I don't know about you, but your patience has run out, your joy, your peace, your love. You've got to connect with Jesus again. Basic teaching. But it's something so difficult for us to do because we're just so busy, aren't we? But he is the vine. You've got to abide in him. You've got to be praying. You've got to be in the word. And his life and his nutrition will come through you. Amen. Amen. Nothing else can do that. Nothing else can do that. Only he can. Amen. Listen, for some of you, this could be your last Christmas. This could be your last Christmas. And today, all I've done is just share seven simple things Jesus has said. But everything you need to know about him in terms of responding to him is in that. And you must return, you must respond to him. You must turn to him fully. You must hear his voice. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. You must hear his voice. Hear what he says to you in his word. Listen to him. And what he wants for you is to call you into his family, to save you, to cleanse you, to make you his child. And it's all by faith in him. And as you put your faith in him, he pours out his grace and forgiveness on you. It changes you. Amen. And maybe if it's not something you've responded to today, listen, you could be any age in this room 
never truly responded to that message. But you've got to call on his name and you've got to keep walking with him and abide in him. Because there's not going to be any fruit without 